Welcome back to this episode of Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. And, you know, I've been hearing so many of the women that I work with talk about worth and value. And if you listen to the episode that published this week that I did as a live stream, then you are familiar with the conversation that we had about consistency over constantly, right? We feel that we need to be constantly working in our business. We feel that we need to be constantly available. And here's the thing, friends, is God did not make us to work that way. That's not what he made us to do. But we get so caught up sometimes in the definitions of worth and value. And what I find a lot of women doing is they set a price for the work that they're doing, the services that they're offering, and then they constantly question that. And they equate that to their worth. In other words, if they create an offer and people are saying no to it, they immediately start to question their worth. So where I want to take us today is to talk about worth and value, the difference between them, what they really mean, not just the worldly definitions, but what they mean in the kingdom. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success, yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. Now, I want to be very clear with you on a couple of things. Number one, I do not subscribe to the noise of 5K month, 10K month, and all of that roar. I know that as Christians, we are allowed to earn money. And if you have any questions about what women think about money, I really encourage you to go back and listen to my episodes from April of 2023, where I did a whole money series. And one of those episodes was about what do women think about money? And sometimes as, as Christians in business, uh, we really get sort of tied up with, is this a ministry? Is this a business? Am I allowed to earn money? Friends, the money is not the issue. It is the pursuit of it and the love of it. It is the idolatry of it. So there is nothing wrong with you having a 5K, a 10K, a 20K, 100K or more a month. Nothing wrong with that at all. But are you idolizing that? Because that's where the challenge comes in. And I, I know from some of the women that I've spoken to that even though they've got a six or seven figure business, they question the validity of the desire to build it bigger. And what I encourage them to do is seek the Lord and ha ask him, show me my heart, Lord. 
Why am I seeking to build this? Is it about the number? Is it about the stage? Is it about, you know, the audience or whatever? Am I idolizing that dollar? So I am not a coach that subscribes to that. I do, however, very specifically work with Christian women who are established in their businesses. They have high five to seven or eight figure businesses and they've stagnant. They're stagnant. They've hit a wall. And the reason is they've done it all in their own strength. They've built their worth and their identity around their achievement. And now they're empty and unfulfilled. Their outward success is not congruent with their inward unrest and unfulfillment. That's who I work with. So I'm not here to tell you how to build, you know, the next offer. I certainly can work with you on that. But what I want to focus on today is worth versus value because I think we get really tied up in that. And that distraction is where the enemy wants us, friends. He wants us distracted by this. So let's let's talk about worth and value really quickly. So first of all, the dictionary definitions of worth and value sound like this. Worth is the cost of an item. Worth is... Um, a word commonly used when speaking of a monetary cost of an item. Worth refers to the, the cost uh, that's attached to that. And value is the significance or importance of a particular item. And it encompasses both emotion and cost. But see, in Jesus's upside down kingdom, I see those reversed. Why? Because worth is how we operate in Christ. Like he has already commended us as worthy when we gave our lives to him, when we surrendered and said, Jesus, I cannot do this on my own. Enter my heart, save me. Okay. So our worth is fixed. It's not variable. It's, it's not tied into our achievements or our assignments or our, our, the dollars that we charge. But so often we allow the value of our services, our pricing, and whether they're accepted or not, whether we get a yes or no, to define our worth. And by combining those two things, it's not only detrimental to us, it not only has us questioning, is this the assignment you gave me? And am I really made out made up for this? And did you give me these gifts? But quite frankly, it dishonors God. Mm, that's a hard thing, right? We are dishonoring God when we question our worth in him. We dishonor him when we attach our worth and our identity to the outcomes, to the achievements, to what we charge. And frankly, that spirals us into doubt. It spirals us into coveting, right? Because we're looking left and right and we see this person over here who's charging this and they have this massive following or we see this person over here who seems to be charging that and no one ever says no to them. But we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but we're in that cycle of comparison and coveting and that dishonors the Lord. It dishonors the truth. As God's creation, you possess inherent worth from the beginning and your salvation in Jesus it's just how it's walked out. It's the, it's the culmination, right? So we need to recognize that we have value and that we have worth, but we need to separate that from what happens in our business. Because here's the thing, friends, I've got some truth here, here for you. So you're going to hear me rifling through the Bible 
Uh, and I want you to let these truths be absorbed because this is all about your worth. In Psalm 139, um, verses 13 and 14, it says, you formed me and my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. That last sentence is where we struggle because we know we are his workmanship, but do we know, like, do we know, like we know, like we know, and do we believe that? Okay. In Ephesians, I love this. In Ephesians 1, I don't know if you've ever done this exercise, but it's one that I do with my clients a lot, especially as we work through um, what I call the I am tool. And in Ephesians 1, you can actually write in your Bible, you're allowed to do that. And everywhere that it says us or we, replace that with me or I. So let me read you some of these truths, my friend. If you are in Christ Jesus, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Verse three, verse four, you have been chosen. You are holy and set apart. You are without blame. You are in love. In verse five, you are predestined. You are adopted. In verse six, you are accepted. You are redeemed and forgiven. It goes on and on. My friends, that is your worth. Okay. Let me take you one other place here um, because I, I think it's so important for us to realize that we try to do all of this on our own. And that's where we get our worth and our value mixed up, right? The Our worth versus the value we bring in our business. Here's the thing, friends. Um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your business is a vehicle for the gifts and the talents and the skills that God has given you to make a difference in the kingdom and to ultimately make disciples right? If you've listened to me for any stretch of time, you know that I always say that our business is the place where we get to intersect with people that may not know Jesus, but we know Jesus and we get to reflect him in the marketplace. But our worthiness is secure. It's informed by the Lord. In every case, our worthiness has nothing to do with merit or earning. Our worthiness has everything to do with savoring our relationship with Christ. But the question is, do we believe and trust that as we then go and create the services that we're providing or scale them or refine them and then price them? I want to give you some truths here, okay? So first of all, in Psalm 121.8, it says, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So you're already in the Lord's hands. So if somebody says no to your offer, okay right? Do you backpedal? Do you lower it? Because you're coming from a place of like scarcity, like I got to make this sale. What is God saying about that? What is God saying about that? I'm going to take you through some questions around this in just a minute. In Isaiah 55, 11, the word says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth that it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I achieve, I please, and it shall prosper in the thing in which I sent it. So you can be assured that if you are aligned with the Lord and walking in the center of his will and obedient to the assignment that he's given you, it's going to return, right? If he's given you the audience to serve, it's going to work out that you serve them. But are you seeking him first in understanding 
who they are and what they need and how you serve them. We're going to get to that in a second so that you can communicate value. In Isaiah 64, 4, I love this as well because it's just such a beautiful reminder for us. <clears throat> for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye, any eye seen any God besides him who acts for the people who wait for him. Waiting on the Lord, you will discover his will. You will receive the energy and strength and power to do the work that he's given you to do. You will win battles, especially battles in your mind. You will see him work on your behalf. You will be fulfilled in your faith. But what does all of that take? All of that takes seeking him first. So how do you communicate value? This is where I see women struggle. Like, how do I help people understand the value that I bring? How do I people help people understand the value of the price of my services? And what do I do if they're saying no? So here's, here's where you're going to go. Before you can communicate anything about the value, you need to seek him. And maybe you knew what that value was and you've lost some of that confidence. Have you been seeking him? Here are some questions for you to ask. Number one, Lord, who is my audience? Who, who have you pointed out for me? Who have you lined up for me to serve? What is their pain? What is their problem? How have you positioned me to solve it? What are the gifts and skills? And what is my zone of genius that's, that you've given me to solve those problems? And then therefore, if he tells you who your audience is and their problem and how he's positioned you, which he will if you spend that time with him and seek him, then Lord, what is the value of my services and my time? I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have talked to many, many sisters in Christ in business who start their day with a business meeting with God. You probably heard me interview Shay Bynes of Kingdom Entrepreneur and the book Grace Over Grind. And she was clear that as soon as she started her days in a business meeting with the Lord, he told her what the offer was. He told her how to price the offer and no one has questioned that offer. Sometimes that price might be higher than and uncomfortably higher than you have thought. And it may be lower than you think would make ends meet. But are you trusting that he's perfectly positioned you? And have you asked him what those services are and, and what the price should be? The next question is, what does value mean to that audience that you've given me to serve, Lord? What does value look like to them? What are the words that they say? What are the things that they search? I know there is technology that can help us do this, but friends, there is no technology or marketing plan or guru that is higher than our God. We have got to sit with him. We've got to wait on him. We've got to have these conversations with him. When I talk to my clients who have given a price and then they, they feel okay about the price, but then they have the conversation and someone's like, oh, that price is too high. And then they backpedal and they lower the price. How is that honoring the Lord if the Lord has given you that price? If the Lord has said, this is what you will charge. Don't be surprised because the Lord has gone ahead of you before you and has already aligned these people. If the numbers that he gives you, the value that he tells you, you bring the value of the services that he's given you is far beyond what you thought. 
And stop trying to offer something that's so big before you've consulted the Lord. I'm not telling you not to increase your prices. Increase your prices if if that's what he's told you to do. But don't do it because everybody else has done it. And this is what the market says. Yes, we need to be informed. And you know what? The Lord has given us people and information and data that helps us to inform what he has as well. But we got to go to him first. And if you really want to communicate your value to your audience, you got to know who they are. You got to really know the problem that they have. You got to know how God has positioned you to solve it. You got to ask him, then how do I solve it? And what does it look like? And what does it cost? This is what I coach my clients on because so many times we're looking around and we're too worried about what everybody else is saying and everybody else is doing and everybody else is pricing. No, what does the Lord have for you? And we've got to divorce the value and the price and the yeses and the noes from our worth because friend, your worth is secure in Jesus. Your worth is secure in Jesus. Are you going to backpedal and question and sometimes struggle with belief and trust? Of course you are. This is our human condition. But please know that you are secure in him if you've given your life to him. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you've not given your life to Jesus, and maybe the reason that you haven't done that is because you just don't want to be controlled, right? You want to be independent, make your own decisions. I'm here to tell you that you will experience an on the floor face down moment where you can't do it by yourself anymore. Why wait for that? Why not just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that you died for me. I know that, that I'm a sinner. I'm imperfect. And yet you loved me anyway. I can't do this on my own. Please come and save me. If you want to walk through that or pray through that, I am here for you, but don't waste another minute trying to do this on your own wrongly connecting your worth to the value of what's going on in your business. Listen, friends, the world shifts all the time. And if we leave our worth up to what's happening in the economy, up to what's happening in the world, we're always on, on uneven and, and unsafe and unsteady ground. Yes, communicate your value. How? Talk to the Lord first. Work with the coach. Happy to work with you on that. But know that it's not dependent on what everybody else is doing. It's not dependent on what the market says, really. It's really dependent on the Lord. You can call me out and say I'm wrong. I'm cool with that. But what I know is this, two things. In Philippians 1, 6, Paul says, <clears throat> this is so powerful. Be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it in the day of Jesus Christ. God is always faithful to finish what he started. And what he does goes above and beyond what we know and can imagine. So don't underestimate what he is doing through your business. And don't allow yourself to get ahead of God to try to control it and define it in all the things, right? Go get my four keys. Define, direct, discipline, develop. And then lastly, I love this in Deuteronomy. And Moses says this twice in Deuteronomy when he's reminding the Israelites of all that God has done and that it's time to move forward. He says this in Deuteronomy 1.6 
and in Deuteronomy 2, 3, you have circled this mountain long enough. Friends, you have circled the mountain of am I worthy because somebody said no and how do I communicate my value? You've circled it long enough. Stop spinning your wheels. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Because as we look at what the Israelites faced in the desert, and you may feel like you're in a desert right now, it reminds us that, you know what? We don't fight for victory. We don't fight for every dollar. We don't chase it. That's the point. We fight from a place of victory. God, God gave us Jesus. Jesus has already claimed victory for your business. The Lord would not have brought you to it. But are you asking him, are you trying to communicate value without him? Here's what I know that every single podcast that I record, I go to him first. What do you want me to talk about, Lord? And he takes me to the scripture and he gives me the words. Friend, that is not just me. He will do that for you. That doesn't absolve us of action. But you've got to seek him first before you communicate that value. I want to, uh, I know we went a little bit longer than usual this time, but this, this topic is just, whew, I had so many people say to me like, am I allowed to make money and, and I need to raise my prices, but how do I know? And I, what if people can't pay and go to the Lord first, go to the Lord, because if they're not paying, maybe it's not the right audience. Maybe you're trying to talk to an audience that God didn't intend for you to talk to seek him first. And remember that God made you ambitious, but he did not make you to work the world's way until next time. I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world Tune into God's truth and turn up focus, focused on Christ until steady. And I promise you that he will lead you. I hope this blessed you today, friends. And um, I can't wait to see you next time. As an established solopreneur or business owner with a team of employees who's ready to refine or scale your business, you're probably swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas, and excited about the possibilities. But you're overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm trying to run a business and be productive? There are so many ideas and opportunities. How do I decide what's worth pursuing? I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me. My client, Jen, felt this way as she sought to scale her business with a God-honoring strategy. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy, Jay. Jen said of her experience, my strategy day with Erin was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a visionary with an understanding of the day-to-day -day tactical tasks is a magical combination I've never seen before. And she approaches it all from a firm foundation of faith. My strategy day gives you a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius while being nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated for your progress at the end of the day, all in the beauty of Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. If you want to bring calm to the chaos, tame the tornado, and silence the squirrels in your business for a clear path forward, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to learn more and schedule time with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or in the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. 
If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 